Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stupendous Steve Barber, and joining me as my co-host is Dangerous Joylin Davis. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and if you notice, we have a special guest with us as well. He's a return guest, and this is actually a continuation of last week because he wasn't able to join us, but we said, you know what, we'll make arrangements for, you know, yep, another time. You know, so Just tell the truth. You, you saved the best for last. Tell the truth. Uh, there we go. I mean, <laughs> we had to save the best for last, and that is the Northern Wrestle Federation Tri-State Champion, one Sinclair Octavius Bentley. Now, hold on, Steve. Before we continue, Dwayne, if you remember last time, Dwayne did not give me a proper introduction. Dwayne, you're on the clock. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I figured Steve already took care of it. The nah, Northern nah, Wrestling nah, Federation nah, it, it, Tri-State it's not, Champion. It's not the same because you botched it last time. So, <laughs> Let's go. I told you I get you back. I told uh, you, you I did get tell you. me. I told you I, I don't I don't forget anything. <laughs> Nothing gets past me, not even in my older age. Yeah, I mean it, he's yeah, well he's not lying. I mean the dude he is old. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't look it. Thank God for baby faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like I said, you know, last uh, Sunday we had a panel. We were discussing Black Black History Month. And some of the experiences um, that some black wrestlers have had, and we had, of course, Joe Pro James, you know, your colleague there. Y'all may not be on the same sides of things in the company, but, you know, but either way, you're in the same company. And then we also had Matthew Mims from the NWA and uh, Devin Graves, uh, Adam Murray. What I don't even remember what company he's with because he kind of bounces around a little bit. Yeah, he kind of bounces around. Let me look real quick. Um, okay. um, sounds like a popular guy to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you can't if you can't nail him down to one company. Oh, I mean yeah. Like he's all over he's all over the place. Uh but I mean we had really interesting stories and we were definitely missing you because um, you know, but you had a, a family engagement and we're like, hey, you know what? Family comes first, you know, and we yeah. would yeah, we would never ever uh bag on somebody for that. Right. I mean, there's one th- there's one thing I love more in this world, and that's money, but that is definitely my little girl. Right. So uh exactly. <laughs> she 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 definitely trumps all. So. Right. Uh, Devin is with the uh, Nonstop Wrestling Alliance out of Paris, Tennessee, and uh, also Tried and True Pro out of Clarksville, Tennessee. Okay. okay. I've heard of them before. Yep. Um, and Tried and True Pro, actually, that's where uh, last weekend, Big Mama, that's where she actually was at down in Oak Grove, uh, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so she actually met, <clears throat> I think she actually met both of them, didn't she? Yeah. They were, they were telling yep. us. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, but either way, so you know, we're, we're, I, I, go ahead. I know this is I know this is a Black History Pod, but I must shout out, you know, Big Mama. That's someone who pretty much who didn't get her just due early, and is finally getting her just due. So, shout outs to Big Mama. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like I said, I mean, even if she's not holding the belt, she's still the leader of the Women's Revolution and the Northern Wrestling Federation, without a doubt. Yes. You know, so, and, uh, but, you know, so. With us continuing, you know, we're going to ask you the same questions that we asked the other guys. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we had some really pretty interesting answers, wouldn't you think, Dwayne? Yeah. You know, uh, found out that some people say, hey, you're big and black. We're going to make you the new Kamala. Yeah. Straight up. That was, <laughs> that was yeah. one of the things. I mean, you know, it's one of the things we deal with. You know, we're always going to get the ghetto gimmick because it goes natural. Uh, and then somebody was saying that everywhere they went, they always wanted to be a heel. And no matter mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. uh, it was just, you know, uh, if anybody has never really thought about that, you know, it's pretty eye opening, mm-hmm. you know, so, but the first yeah. question really? I had, and Dwayne, do you remember all the questions that you had? Because I didn't take the notes on your questions. I shouldn't um, have taken notes on your questions, but I remember most of them. They'll come okay. to me. Okay. Either that or we can, you know, kind of, we'll go watch the other episode as we're watching this and say, okay, your question was here. Okay. <laughs> get back to it. Um, but, uh, my first question, uh, in the past, there was a practice amongst some wrestling promoters to only have one black performer on the roster. How would this have affected your own personal motivation if this abhorrent practice was still the norm? And have you experienced something like this, even in modern times? It's, it's eye-opening because not only are you a minority to society, you're also a minority in a hobby for some people. You know, that, that is just, it's just unreal. Thank God that I'm, I'm kind of in an era where you don't see that too often. But to learn that a lot of my, a lot of my people that came before me, a lot of people that kind of built the road and the path that I'm on today, the fact that they had to go through that and, and persevere shows just how strong they are as a person and actually as a performer, you know, to be, to be, to have those odds kind of stacked against you to where, you know, you're the, I mean, for lack of a better term, you're the blackest thing for miles. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm no, sorry. that's you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but this is real. This is 100% real, you know, and and I like that these conversations are happening more and more because they're very awkward conversations. Not everyone wants to have these conversations. Not, not many people are actually comfortable with the conversations mm-hmm. that, need, yep. that need to be had. Um, pro wrestling has definitely taking a turn for the better you know i think a lot of more eyes are opening a lot more like hey a lot of our african-american athletes a lot of our african-american performers they're just as good as the as the white counterparts that may be third or fourth generation superstars yeah you know and it's just it things are growing leaps and bounds and i'm and i'm happy that I'm growing up in an era where I didn't have to kind of lay the groundwork because if you know building a foundation, that's the hardest part to build mm-hmm. it. Yep, absolutely. Right now, I'm just kind of reaping the benefits, so to say. Joylan, <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember your first question? Or yes. any of your questions? Um, as a, you're the Northern Wrestling Federation Tri-State Champion. As a, as a Black champion in wrestling, what are your thoughts about my opinion, there's still a lack of representation at the top of the card as far as black people holding world championships. You look at the history of the WWE, there's been mm-hmm. six world champions, you know, mm-hmm. since 1965. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Impact has had three, Ring of Honor has had one. Uh, I don't really count AEW yet because they're still too young, but mm-hmm. just, the lack of representation, I feel like it's it's getting a little better, but I still feel like there's a lack of representation at the top of the card in the you know, especially in, in the main event. What do you think? Yeah, um, that's absolutely true. When you when you look at it, when you look at all the big guys and things like that, um, I, I'm listen, I'm not sure if you know there's just not a lot of black people signing up to be wrestlers nowadays. <laughs> 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 you know? 
you know, growing up in the inner city, you know, we never really, you know, really think about pro wrestling. Wrestling, either, is, yeah. It's either hoop <laughs> yep. or football. Yep. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's that's all. That's all you get. Yeah. That's yep. all you get. You know. <laughs> so um it takes it takes a special kind of person to kind of step outside of that comfort zone and to actually mm. get into that. But to kind of answer your question though, um, yeah, it's it's no secret that we are not represented well at the top of the car. You know, we're not presented as some of us may feel like we are actually owed that. We've earned that. You know, when you look at some of the big guys, when you look at some of the reigns that they've had, you know, like let's say WWE, I'm not sure if you have to beat that out or whatever. You know how they are. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, ne- they've never had, had they've never yeah. hit us up before. So we just, we we say it all the time. WWE. Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> I won't get you guys shut down or anything like that. <laughs> don't, come cook, don't come looking at me for money because I ain't got to <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sorry, I'm, we're having a serious no, conversation. Here. No, but, no, um, you're fine. <laughs> But like when you look at the different title reigns, I mean, more because, yes, there's been more white champions, of course, because history will show you and things like that when you have more examples to go from. So the very small sample size that us as African-American champions have, such as the Big E's, the the Kofi's, the... um, the um, Bobby Lashley. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I I almost forgot that name. But... You see how their their championship reigns may not be as dominant as let's say their other counterparts and things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. To be um, now, I understand that as as the as a black race, if you if your daddy black, any if you got any parent any of your parents black, we claiming you. So <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so so you know like. Like I think there are few uh, and far anomalies or differences that anomalies may not even be the word right now. Mm-hmm. Like The Rock and Roman Reigns, you know, who are kind of getting their just due. But I think that's not more for their African American heritage. I think it's more for their Samoan heritage. Yes. yes. Because their their Samoan heritage, like with The Rock, his Samoan heritage was pretty much what they were marketing towards. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah, know, they mentioned. Like they would mention, you know, his dad, Rocky Johnson, but it was always, like you said, it was always the Samoan heritage that took the forefront over mm-hmm. the African American yep. heritage. Yep. His first, he's never had a, he's never had his dad's gimmick. No. You know, you, nope. you would like when you look at all the other third, fourth generation superstars, they always take after their parents' gimmick mm-hmm. at one point, you know, because yeah. like, like McGillicuddy, you know, I forget his real name, but yeah, they literally, Joe, Joe Hennig, they, yeah, they literally mm-hmm. made him Mr. Perfect Junior, literally, eventually, yeah. So we've never seen The Rock do a soul do a soul man, Mm-mm. you know. Nor I don't think we would ever see it because that Samoan heritage is what they kind of marketed towards. Because yeah, easy. even on his debut uh, Survivor Series '96, when he came mm-hmm. out, it was, you know. It was the Polynesian garb and the, mm-hmm. you know, it was that kind of look. There was no hint of his African-American heritage. Nope. Absolutely none. I mean, but when you look at him, you know, oh, this guy's mixed. He's definitely mixed. You know, oh, we get it. We get in the run in. Oh, yeah. Hi, Avi. Right How you doing? So you just joining? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she, she just want to come show us her smile. Hey, go shut hey, that door and you can come back and sit down. 
shout out Dwayne. Love, love Black Dad. Love. Him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Come on. And I will say this though, Sinclair. If you know you're in the ring holding your title, and they said we got a mystery challenger for you, and all of a sudden you hear Lesnar's music hit, just run because he's beat. <laughs> we've talked about this. I mean, he's beat the last four oh, Black World Champions in yeah. WWE. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I guess there's they. There's a beast layer, I guess. It's the black layer. I don't know. Oh, we may have to edit that out, man. Sorry. No, I mean, no. I'm pretty sure you know we've we've said worse, or you know. Um, and I will say this, and because if I don't say now, I'll probably forget. Because I I'd mentioned to Dwaylen about the I'm the man um video that was produced, and it was about Roger, and it it was from I didn't realize it was from 2013 until here recently and i told joel i was like sinclair's in that video i said he looks exactly the same and joel's response was well it really doesn't crack black so. don't crack that's <laughs> nope. what i'm talking about <laughs> so. nobody nobody thinks that i am nobody thinks that i'll be because i'll be 49 this year and nobody thinks that i'm close to that the only thing that gives it away is the gray in the beard that's all that if i shave the beard and everything <laughs> off I got. I look like I'm 12. I have a baby face. <laughs> yeah. Very funny story for you. Um, so I was working a show down in um, Paris, Kentucky at Larry D's establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe uh, back then they were going by um, PCW, I believe, Primetime Wrestling. I think they go by something different now. Um, but um, his beautiful wife, uh, Paige, you know, my mom usually comes with me to my shows and stuff like that because she's a, she's a little roadie. She likes to travel. You know, she likes to see the open road, things like that. So she's a good travel partner for me. So, um, you know, and I have a biracial daughter. My, my daughter's mixed, so my daughter used to come with me every now and then. So um, so my mom used to, used to accompany me a lot, and Paige kept saying my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, I see your wife came today, and I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, my wife's at home. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, so come to find out, my mother looked so young that she thought, my mom was actually my wife. Oh wow! Your mom does look <laughs> young. I, I've met yeah. that. Your mom does look very young. <laughs> and and I and, and I explained to her like, "Yo, yeah, I'm like, uh, hey, my wife's actually Caucasian." Um, <laughs> well, I should say my I should say my ex wife now. Right. Um, so I'm like, my she's Caucasian, and she just looked at me. She was like. I guess it is true. Black really don't crack because she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and so every time she sees my mom now, she be, hey, mama. <laughs> Shout out to Paige Jones. I, I, love, I, love, I, love, I love you to Paige Jones. What, what an awesome woman. Shout out to her and Larry. <laughs> We've got to get, we got to get him on the show too, Dwayne. At some yeah. point. But, yeah. um, all right. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's my question. Uh, yep. I was going to say, well, Last week, I said, just last week, actually, now two weeks ago now, uh, female wrestler Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, who, by the way, I will always pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble, whether she's actually in WWE or not, because I have picked her every year for the past three or four years, and she didn't well, win. Well, when you're, when you're talented, you know, at yeah. least you recognize it, but sometimes the higher-ups just don't recognize It's all about yeah. marketability to them for some reason. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. she, was, she was the target of an audience member shouting racial slurs at her. Uh, has this mm-hmm. ever happened to you? And if so, what was the outcome? Thank God nothing has ever happened to me um, like that before. Um, like I'm, I'm not sure if you if you heard me mention on the previous podcast, um, that type of heat I don't want. 
I don't, right. so I don't, I, I know my surroundings. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what to say and what I cannot say, mm-hmm. what I can get away with. And then I'm also ready. I always got my backpack ready to go. Cause some right. of the places, you know, I'm not scared to go to these places. Some of the places, you know, can you, look too many cornfields. I'm like, Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> anxiety starts to kick up, you know, but at the same time, I will, I will go to these shows because at the end of the day, when, when the lights are on bright, you know, and I'm trying to get that, I have not yet gotten any nuclear heat like that to where I felt unsafe or anything like that. So I'm sorry, Amber Moon actually went through that, but I've thankfully have never, ever have to go through that. So I don't really know how to answer that question honestly and truthfully on what I would do that is. I don't think I'd want to see it if, if I, well, if I saw somebody doing that, you know, me personally, I would, if they're nearby me, I'm going to shut them down. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. Um, and now we'll get, yeah. um, I, I will tell you something has happened to me. Um, and I'm not, I might get in trouble for mentioning this though, but do you know when you're at an NWF show and you hear the Roger Ruffin voice, little pep talk before every show? Yeah. That is because of, I think that, that also has something to do with something that happened to me with one of the fans. Um, one of the fans actually called me the N-word. And I heard it. Really? Clear as day. Clear as day. And this is fairly recently, too. You know, um, he got, and I, I went back in the back, and I was like, hey, we need to, ex- we need to get this guy out of here. Mm-hmm. We need to get him out of here. And um, come to find out, he actually blew. He actually, so since we didn't kick him out or anything like that, they kind of let him stay. He actually ended up ruining the show. That was the idiot that, with the referee shirt, wasn't it? I could, I, yeah. I do remember you saying he had actually made some kind of remarks even before that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had Andrew Reed punch him in the face a couple of times for his troubles. <laughs> and he yep. was, he, he, <laughs> things yep. were not working punches. Andrew Reed was pop, pop, pop. Yeah. I, mean, so I, I, I don't want to make him, I don't want to make him podcast famous by actually mentioning it, you know, and give him some clout mm-hmm. with it, but right. it, for something that ain't right, you know, um, well, and just, I haven't I seen him at any cool. shows since because I remember that happened in Covington. I haven't mm-hmm. seen him in any shows since. I mean, I, and not now granted, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'd recognize him without the the stupid referee shirt on, um, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know if he's banned for life or at least banned for a short while. But I mean, I think he ought to be for, well, for one, jumping in the ring like that. Two, and even more severe is him saying that to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm all about getting heat, but I like clean good heat yeah right you yeah know, like, i don't you know, uh, uh-huh. like you when you try to cut somebody's finger off with a cigar cutter i mean that's well that, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, that's clean heat though that is that's i mean clean, that's clean cigar cutter is gonna cut it clean so, it I is mean, it really clean. is <laughs> clean. it was clean you know speaking of speaking of i think i might actually hit this a couple more times uh, <laughs> 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 but uh but I, I, like I said, clean heat is what I'm all about. I will sit there and I will get heat. You can call me whatever you want, but just keep it fun. Keep it and don't do not do racial things. That's right. just, it's not right. It's just not right. Well, like Steve said on the last show, it's like, you know, you can, you know, you pay to boo or cheer whoever you want, but, you know, there's no need to go there. You know, Absolutely. there's no need to throw out racial slurs and be ugly to someone. It's like, that crosses a line from 
just having fun at a show to just being a disgusting person. And there's no mm-hmm. need for that. Yeah, it was after that show that um, that like the recorded recording of Roger's voice saying, um, mm-hmm. "Cheer, cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys." But any, uh, what does he say? Any comments or things insulting somebody's heritage or culture? Yep. You know, they any cult- not- I think he said culturally insensitive remarks. I think. He yes. Said that. Yes. I've heard it so many times. You would think I'd have it memorized, but no. But, um, so funny thing about that is, um, so the next show that he actually debuted that, he, he was like, hey, I got a surprise for you at the beginning of the show. And I'm thinking, I'm like, it ain't my birthday. What the heck is going with me? You, you ain't never had a surprise for me. You know, and then that message played, and I just looked at him, and I said, I gave him the nod, like, thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank yeah, that's you. It. And so that's what that's why I like Roger. I mean, you know, because he don't tolerate things like that. You know, so no, oh, that's why that's why I've stayed around for so long because I I have a good working relationship with a good awesome individual. So why why not why not keep that going? I don't blame you. So, uh, Dwayne, your question? Okay, Um, last my brother and I have had this conversation several times. Um. Like, he's not a fan of the New Day. He's not a fan of R-Truth. He looks at it as like they are shucking and jiving for people's entertainment. I don't view it that way. I just, I view it as they found something that works for them. And, they're you know, if they're comfortable with it, then I'm all for it. But what is your mm-hmm. thought about, because, you know, they give a lot of, you had your crime time back in the mid, you know, you know, mid, you know, early 2010s with the the thug gimmick and right. things like that. What is, do you feel like acts like the new day or our truth that they're just shucking and jiving for entertainment? No, no, I do not. Um, I, I, I respectfully disagree with that stance that, that your brother took. Um, now, crime time, I can definitely agree with you because that's what I was just talking about earlier. You give the black guy the ghetto gimmick. Like, exactly. It's just now, yeah. And now so I do. E- oh, I yeah, hate it. I, I do agree <laughs> with that one. It's like, and the, the crime time guys were so talented that they, mm-hmm. they didn't need to be saddled with that gimmick in order to get over. Now, the New Day, there's something completely different. Cause I don't know about you, Dwelling. I don't see no brothers walking around talking about unicorns and cereal. Like, so I don't, I don't look at that. Not unless it's one, not unless it's one of her toys. <laughs> exactly. So I don't yeah. look at that as shucking and jiving. You know, they are, they're definitely they're Now some of the antics are a little over the top, like Kofi Kingston twerking on everything, and, <laughs> and, and Big Big E is too big to be swiveling them hips like that it's disturbing it is disturbing you know but it shows you that that rhythm so and and so now if he calls that shucking and jiving then i guess i can kind of agree with that but i look at it as being different being entertaining and being entertaining is something completely different than shucking and jiving yeah you know and you could tell this these are just this is them whether I feel like this is them, whether they're in the ring, backstage, at home with their families, this is just them, and they're out there having fun and enjoying themselves. Now the now the I don't mean to switch gears here. Now the ACH situation 
that's a completely different story. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was bad. Yeah. That was completely that was really bad. bad. That's one of those things that come on WWE, get more of us, get more of us. When I say us, I mean African Americans, minorities are different. Get them more in your circle of creatives to yeah. where they can catch you before you put these things out. Yeah. Because it's like, how are you going to put that shirt out? And knowing what it looked like, there's no way somebody in that creative circle did not know what that shirt looked like. And they went ahead and released it anyway and then seemed confused when he yep. was upset about it. Because they, I'm not sure. I'm just kind of speculating because now I have to speculate because you actually let that shirt see the light of day. Yeah. And ACH had every right to be mad. Now, yeah. did he go about it the wrong way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he absolutely went about, about it the wrong way. way. Yeah. He kind of came off as angry black man, which we're going to always get. So he kind of fell right into that stereotype, which I'm sad to admit, but he kind of fell right into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, walked, that, he walked right into it. Yeah. And that's because there's a lot of culturally clueless people out here that are not in those creative board meetings before they put out shirts and things mm -hmm. like that. Yep. I think I think WWE learned a lesson with trial and error, unfortunately. You know, because they tried it, they figured out, oh wow, that was way bad. And I yeah. think they kind of learned from it. Yeah. Unfortunately, they had to learn from it the bad way. Yeah. Steve, you'll have to look up the shirt. You'll be able to find a picture of it online, but the shirt I, I, looked like it looked like blackface. Yes, I remember because I was like, AC, I was like, this sounds familiar. And I was about to ask, okay, you know, remind me. But then as soon as you said the shirt, I was like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody put out a stupid looking shirt. Yep. And, it was awful. And yeah. like, like you said, he went about it the wrong way. There was a mm -hmm. much better way to handle that. But I can understand the anger. Yeah. I, the, the anger was justified. The reaction, I can't really get behind. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she just wants to spend a little time with daddy that's all <laughs> you can't resist cuteness i mean i know right <laughs> she's adorable man she's adorable like i said i'm not a monster man she's adorable <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> um she's a, she's a mess so actually you know what Jwayland, this kind of segues into my next question mm -hmm. you know um have you ever had a promoter, a booker, an agent, et cetera, ask you to do something you felt could have been disparaging? Um, and if you, if you've only been with, well, no, because you just mentioned you've, you've actually wrestled four other places, even though you're based in the NWF, you have actually mm -hmm. done like other shows with other organizations. So, cause I was going to say, mm -hmm. if you've only been with one organization, Hey, don't, you don't have to answer it because I don't mm -hmm. want you to, you know, get in trouble with anybody. Right. Um, let me think about that. Cause I've, I have taken chair shots and stuff like that and a lot of bumps here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was just last night. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I pulled double duty last night, so. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, um, say um, that I, that I necessarily, like I said, I've, I've, I've been thankful in my career that I really haven't dealt with anything that would kind of stand out, you know, I did do one show like one of my earlier years and um, it was one of the things like you just said, you, you're black, you work here, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. 
it's that natural heat because they they ain't gonna like it down here too much. Yeah, you know? well, we're you know we're always viewed as being mean mm-hmm. and angry. So yeah, so I mean, yes, in my earlier career, did I feed into that angry and that black the angry black man to get a little heat from him? Of course, I tapped into that. I mean, mm-hmm. right there, I'm young. I'm just young in my situation, and I'm not really realizing what's going on. You know, right. now, now these shows that now these shows that I um, that I may go to that may be very rural areas, I actually try to try my best to be the face because then I get to get out there and I get to mingle with them and things like that and things. Then, I, then, and for the, for the most point, I think they kind of cheer more for you, you know, because you're different. Yeah. So, I mean, that's when I try to, when I, when I get in those rural areas, I do like to try my best to work toward baby face. Well, I think part of that, you know, would almost come natural to you too, because I mean, you're extremely easy to talk to and you always make me and Waylon laugh. I mean, it's, yeah. if you're making somebody <laughs> smile, it's hard to be mad at them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. so, uh, so, I mean, I, I could definitely see you, you know, you're, you could be like a natural heel or a natural baby face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no. Know, so, but apparently, heel is a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, he was a lot more fun too. He was a lot more fun. Well, I did. I, I will tell you one, uh, another one that I just remembered as well. So, um, I was at a, a runoff show. It was like a little bit of they wanted to do like a little hardcore thing. So they had we got booked for like a little. I guess they wanted to book me like a strap match, and it was going to be my counterpart was going to be a white guy, and I kind of looked at the book and I was like, Do you think that kind of shows the wrong message here and first he really didn't put two and two together and i said so think about it man you're 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 going to be whooping a black performer mm. with a strap yeah and it clicked and it clicked and he went yeah let's get you in a different match <laughs> and i looked at him and i said Thank you. <laughs> you know, in a strap match, yes, I'll be giving out the beating as well. Right. But, but, but still, yeah. The vision alone is just, and plus, I thought I'd be setting my ancestors back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt I'd never be able to show myself again. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> dude, no, that was not cool. You did a strap match, though. That was not cool. You know, <laughs> like, and actually, now they just call it a strap match. Because um, before, when Wahoo, I mean, cause that was always his match. They always called it the Indian strap match. Yeah. And yeah. now it's just Ooh. strap. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 a little, that's a little borderline, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. you weren't going to beat Wahoo in that match. Oh, no. Yeah, so. No. Um, and usually, like, in real life, you probably couldn't beat Wahoo anyway, because I just heard stories about the man. He was, like, ridiculously, like, double, triple tough. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> we don't want to get on the bad side. So don't mess up don't mess up a spot. You're gonna yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um well Dwaylon, your question. Uh we were you know, we were talking with my last question, you know, we mentioned crime time and the, the thug gimmicks that people have been given throughout the years. And I kind of feel like for the most part, wrestling's kind of moving away from that. Would you agree with that? You just you don't see that nearly as much today as you did even you know four or five years ago i know there's probably you know i watch a lot of wrestling but it's hard to watch it all so i'm sure there's still some of that out there but you know 
from what I've been watching, you don't see it nearly as much. They're still a little, you know, they're still a little ooh, with some things here and there, but I feel it's gotten better. Well, I contribute a lot of that to social media and how to rise up yeah. social media because you will get dragged in a court <laughs> yeah. of public opinion. Yes, you will. You will get dragged. Like, for example, I I find it funny, but at the same time, it's so, so, so bad. And I can't believe the WWE actually got away with it. And I think that's because social media went at the height that it is now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when uh, Vince McMahon got his head shaved by Bobby Lashley and things like that, right? Yeah. Then he became the ECW champion. Then yep. he walked around with a do-rag. With a do-rag on. For six straight yes. months. Yeah. And mm. it's yeah. funny, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. That it was so. It was so bad. Even And what's worse, before that even happened, when he was backstage at Survivor Series that year and went up to John Cena and used the mm. N-word live on pay-per-view with Booker mm. T and Charmel standing right there off camera. And it's like, and it's like, everybody was just like, oh, that's Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. Because I was just like this. I was like, I was like, Booker <laughs> T, tell me he didn't just say that. Tell me he did not just say that. <laughs> like I said, culturally clueless. I will give you one example that I just watched not too long ago. Do y'all remember the Judgment Day? I don't remember what year it is. I want to say 2012, when they had nooses as the background. Yes, I'm, yes. I was overseas when that was going on, so there's a lot of stuff and, I've missed that Dwayne's had no, to like. They were bring dude, me they on. Were literally like in the in the promotional stuff. They were in the yes. background. There was yes. nooses hanging in the arena by the set. Because remember, that was mm-hmm. back in the day when they actually had different sets for every yep. pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. This one had nooses hanging up there. And I'm like, and oh, nobody, nobody sees this? I, and and, mm. and I, 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 I can admit, I was blinded when I first watched mm-hmm. the pay-per-view. It didn't click with me until Booker T did his promo in front of it. And I was like, yeah. Let's bring the black guy out and have him cut his promo promo in front, in of, front a of a noose. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. no. Oh yeah. my God. What was the point of the nooses? You know, there well, because it was yeah. like they were doing like a bunch, it was like a big undertaker type pro- type. I think it was like yeah. a big promotional thing. They were doing judgment day where you know how they used to like like back in like the medieval times, they used to have like the little guillotines and used to have the nooses and then they released or the whatever. Then you just yeah, hang they, there, I think. Yeah. I think that's what they were trying to envision. That's what they were trying. Yeah. But <laughs> no, it just looked like, hey, mm-hmm. you've come to a lynching. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, we're being honest. That's what it looked like. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I said, it, it, did, it, it didn't I, click until I got the visual of Booker T. Yeah, I saw, I saw them at first, and I'm like, that that does not look good. But, yeah, when, when Booker T's there, and then there's a noose behind him, and it's like, mm-mm, nope, nope, not acceptable. That, that got awkward. Now, yeah. if, if social media was at the height that it is now, WWE would have got dragged for that. Oh, yeah. And it would have been pro wrestlers that would have dragged them, because that's dragged how pro them. Pro wrestlers are getting people left and right on social media about, you know, about their mm-hmm. racism. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. And, oh. uh, and this is actually, see, you, you don't even know what my next questions are, but you're still segueing into them. See? <laughs> so, um, have you hey, ever I'm pretty had to, good at this, I may add. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, have you ever had to work with someone suspected to be at the very least an extremist, extremist sympathizer with an example, Dick Murdoch, and mm. how hard was it or would it be to trust them in the ring? Because do you know the story about Dick Murdoch? No, you might have to run that past me. Um, Dick Murdoch, he was a wrestler. He was actually tag team partners with Dusty Rhodes for a while. And they stopped being tag team partners because um, Dick Murdoch was a card an admitted card carrying member of the KKK. Yep. He invited Dusty Rhodes to a, a, a rally and Dusty Rhodes went, nope. And he noped right out of there. He said, no, daddy, I'm not doing this. Daddy. I'm not doing yeah. that. No, 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 um, that's, daddy. that's not for me, daddy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, daddy. No. and he, he even, he played a joke, what he considered a joke on Tony Atlas and Tommy Rich. I just watched part of this today, actually, and they were talking about it, where he just told Tony Atlas and Tommy Rich, hey, meet me at this whatever blah, 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 place at this time. And it was a rally. And Tommy Rich looked around. He realized what was going on. He's like, Tony, we got to get out of here, you know, and got out of there and he went to dick murdoch's like what's the deal and apparently dick murdoch told tony atlas he was a member of the clan and he's like what i didn't think you'd actually go it didn't ever, he never apologized for or anything you know and a lot of that came out after he died because he died in 96 you know but mm -hmm. he comes out yeah there's this guy that he's a card carrying member of the freaking clan and see why are why aren't we dragging him before he died that's my question uh i, I think that well, a lot of it is with those with those old school guys, a lot of people were afraid to say anything. And then mm -hmm. once they died, then they're like, okay, well, I, I won't have to deal with him if I bring this up. So then yeah. they start, you know, then they start telling stuff. And it's like, but I agree. This this stuff needs to be brought up now. And it's mm -hmm. like, if there's a wrestler that's doing that kind of thing, yeah, they need to be stopped now instead of waiting decades until they pass away and then bring it up mm -hmm. but dick, See, so, but back in the day too dick murdoch drew money so they weren't going to mm -hmm. say anything he drew money yeah. as a heel he got, so they he got the pass yep so he got a pass because they didn't want to mess with the money mm -hmm. absolutely the i mean yes money is my gimmick it is but it's definitely the root of all evil mm -hmm. definitely but have you had to deal um, with anything answer, like that now yeah i'm about to say to answer your question oh, steve um <laughs> Um, like I said, I've never really had to do deal with any of that as of right now, but to be honest with you, though, I would not trust that person at all. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pretty I, much, I, I, I am a very, I'm a professional. Okay. I will get out there and I will work with you, but I will definitely call things that will not put me in a very awkward position yeah. with you. So I'm not calling no pile drivers. I'm not calling anything that's going to make me have to trust you. Yeah, right. And if you're good enough at your craft, you can get around it. Mm -hmm. And still get the same results that you want out of the match. Right. Now, I'm very, I'm very, um, when, when I'm calling something, I don't necessarily agree with it. I do the, I don't hate it. But like, <laughs> then I would. But I will kind of try to incorporate things that you and your, the spot you came up with, but I'll try to add a little twist around it to mm -hmm. not get myself in an awkward position. I do that a lot with people that I don't necessarily work with before and that I don't know what your skill level is. Right. 
So until I kind of get you in the ring and see you when, when you're calling stuff, I'm like, mm, mm, I'm not taking that power bomb from you. So how about this? <laughs> you know, not saying because I don't trust you, just because there's that unknown. Yeah. Right. You gotcha. know, people will say like, oh, yeah, I've been wrestling for 10 years, but they only had seven matches within those 10 years. Right. That can be highly, highly, it can be highly dangerous, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, and I got to get up and go to work in the morning. You know, I do have a shoot job. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, I do yeah. have a shoot job, you know, so I can't, yeah. I can't, st- I can't stop the, stop my income from coming in, you exactly. know, because uh, I'm at the point in my life where wrestling is just a hobby to me. Yeah. You know, so, so, um, so thank God, like I said, I, 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 I've been very, very lucky in my career that I have not had to face a lot of the trials and tribulations of my former counterparts, you know, or not, not, excuse me, not, I want to say counterparts of, you know, my former ancestors or people that look like me, mm-hmm. you know, I've never really had my peers. There it is. Um, I've never, that, that I've had to deal with. So like I said, thank God that I've just never had to deal with that. And plus, I'm very picky in where I work. Mm-hmm. I do I do research. I look at the area. Um, I try to try to look at in some of your past things, and I try to find wrestlers that I know. Then I reach out to them. Hey, so what's up with so and so? You know, and they will get back. And I I, re- I believe I was looking for a booking out in Pittsburgh because I'm trying to still expand. And I reached out to a good colleague of mine because she worked a lot of Pittsburgh shows. And she literally, literally was like, don't mess with them. Yes, yeah, attractive, but he hires a lot of unsafe workers. And mm. XYZ. Mm. Okay. And I'm like, good looking. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> you are definitely off the list. Like, yeah. you know, not unless you make me an offer I can't refuse, then I'll kind of do my professionalism and put, don't put myself in situations. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. Oh, so, Jalen, your question. Uh, is there, are there, do you watch a lot, you know, watch a lot of different wrestling? Um, mm-hmm. um, are there any, like, up-and-coming or even veteran black wrestlers that you could see being a big star or being a world champion in pro wrestling? Um, you want you want me to go indie, or you want me to kind of get someone that's already kind of signed? Uh, it but doesn't I matter. Uh, Both. Okay. All right. So, um, a lot of black wrestlers, I feel like that just need to get their just due. Is one of them is a good friend of mine. I just seen last night, and his name is Lexus Montez. Um, I <laughs> see me and him go way back, and um, mm-hmm. when I saw him, I I gave him the biggest hug, and we call each other beloved. Um, it goes, it goes back to a, there's a battle rapper by the name of Loaded Lux and he calls all his opponents beloved, you know? Okay. So, okay. so, and I looked at him in his eyes and I was like, dude, you know, I'm not like this, but beloved, I'm so happy to see you. I can kiss you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, there's a, and there's a couple guys that I watched from afar that I really haven't ran into before. I believe mm-hmm. one of them is, I think his name's like Paragom or Paragom or something like that. Um, I see a lot, I see a lot of his videos, and I see that we work with a lot of the same people. He's really he looks like he's really to be good and up and coming. Um, he looks very young, looks like he's traveling and everything like that. Like I say, I don't never met him, but I right. kind of just in this big network of Facebook and everything like that, you get to see a lot of a lot of my peers mm-hmm. doing doing their thing. Um, 
another guy that's pretty much up and coming is a lot of the kids, a lot of the, I would hate to say kids, but I'm especially proud of a lot of the new crop of black wrestlers that came in, came into the NWF. You know, the Juices, the Joe Pros, the Kimbas, the DCs, you know, I told DC, um, as soon as you won the championship, NWF championship, um, I said that I can only count you and one other person, and that other person was T-Money. Not sure if you know about T-Money, but he, he, he's part of the Jollyville efforts, because I know we're family friendly. See, I had to censor <laughs> myself. Uh, <laughs> but with him and Nasty Russ, and, you know, and T-Money is definitely good. Oh, he was just on AEW Dark not too long ago. Uh, yep, he yep. is phenomenal. All he's waiting for is just the opportunity. And I think once he gets the opportunity, he can definitely shine in what he can do. Um, let's see here. Like I said, I'm just trying to think of people off the top of my head who I kind of watch from afar, who I don't necessarily interact with personally. Mm -hmm. Um there's a, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm leaving anyone out. There is another guy who I really have respect for. I have worked with him a couple of times, but he works more of the manager role of things. And his name is, um, well, I know him as Birdman, <laughs> but I believe, believe his name is Russell, you know, and he, he actually has a stable of all black wrestlers that he actually works with exclusively. And that, you know, that's just a, a matter of respect. He's a young up and coming slick. He reminds me a lot of slick, mm, okay. a lot of, a lot of slick. Um, look, I, I believe his name is Russell acting the fool something on Facebook, but uh, you might want to look him up. Like I said, sorry, brother, if I'm, if I'm just butchering your name, but I, you know, I know you personally as Russell, but, um, but that's a manager that's really up and coming. That's African-American and, he really, really, he's really, really, really good. Really good. Um, like I said, I'm sorry, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head right now because I know this is a on the spot question, but right, those are the right. ones that kind of kind of come kind of come to my head at the forefront right now. Um last night, who was the dude? I knew everybody that came in the ring for the rumble, except for three guys. Um, the two moon dog looking guys, I didn't know who they were. Um, and and Eddie, um, NWF and, Hall, NWF Hall of Famers. Okay, and right before they came out, it was a black dude had you know like mini dreads, uh, and I did Alexis not. Alexis That was him. Okay, I had a feeling because I was like, because <laughs> I, I texted my friend Randy. You know, you, you know, you've met Randy. You know, bigger dude. You know, uh, yeah. bald head. And I, yeah. I said, like, there's a guy now. I said, I said, I don't know his name, but he's good. He's very good. I could tell that was it. Okay, Get familiar. Yeah, Get familiar. He, yeah, how many, Lee, oh how my many God, Lee, Lee Morty did a match at Unsanctioned Pro, and they were saying that this is the match that actually got Lee Morty signed. Really? Which is, okay. which, I which like, is heartbreaking. I, I like Lee Moriarty. He's, I've, I've watched him on AEW, yeah. plus I've seen a couple of indie matches with him. He's, he's really yeah. good. They had a, they had a classic, and it just hurt me to my soul that brother tries so hard and he's so beeping good mm -hmm. that the person who you literally tore it down with got the opportunity that you did not get and you didn't and get it yeah and that just hurt that just hurt me to my soul 
but y'all, man, he just the short time he was in the ring, I was watching. I was like, that dude's good. And that dude, <clears throat> yes, he is that dude. He is that dude. Yeah, I um, and I hope you know they. I would really hope that somebody the NWF would actually have like a a full video of the entire Rumble that people mm-hmm. could have watched because the whole match was good, uh, and um, like. And I actually called the winner, by the way, because he did. People, <laughs> yeah, some people were. Putting I'm, and up, I'm not mad about the winner. It should have yeah. been me. Yes, yes, I'm doing my Dolph Ziggler right now. It definitely should have been me. Definitely should have been me. Should have been uh, me. I'm, I'm not. I am not. I'm not mad of it. Actually, me and uh, me and Swayze, I actually do a little fantasy booking with with Swayze, and I I okay. do want to at least tag with him and at least get the tagline just once. Just once, hopefully Roger will humor me just once, so we can be called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. There you go. Oh, there you wow. go. I like yep. that. Just <laughs> once. Just once. I just want it just once. We never have to do it again, but just to say that it happened. That's just fantasy booking here. That's what that's that's kind of what I what I wanted with Swayze because he the, the kid's good. The kid's yeah. the kid's deniable. And Helm and Gideon together are just when when I saw Gideon Magic. come out, I'm like, okay, that's it. You know, even when he was saying, you know, he was like cheering for Rex, I'm like, that's not going to last. You know, and I told my son because he was there with me, I was like, five bucks says that he's going to turn on him. Next thing you know, it was like, bam, up between the legs. I'm like, yep, there it yep. goes. He's over. I saw, done. Yeah, I saw the clip on Twitter um, this afternoon of the <laughs> the very end and that spot, and then Adam mm-hmm. throwing him out. Yeah. Yep, and yeah, Gideon, yeah, Dwaylon, that's the guy who um, who Leighton yelled at and said, you're adopted. <laughs> yeah, did I tell you about that, Sinclair? Yeah, my son, no. said it was at a Mount Orb show a few years back, uh, before uh-huh. the pandemic. Of course, I mean, Gideon, when he was still with them, and right. he came around the ring, and my son, you know, at the time, he, my son's 11 now, so he had to have been around maybe eight or nine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at the most. And he came around and my son goes, boo, boo, you're adopted. And Gideon actually broke character for a second. He's like, what? He's like, <laughs> what? He's like, that's, that's like one of the, what? That's one of the meanest things you could say to someone. I looked at him like, where did you get that? What? And it took, it took you back too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, huh? It's and, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then later on, they had to come out because uh, that was a singles match with, with one of the, the blondes. And so when they came out for the main event, Gideon comes around the ring, you know, because we're actually sitting, as you're coming through the entrance, we would be like on the left side. So as you're coming all the way around the ring, Gideon walks around and says, boom, you're adopted. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I start laughing. I'm, so I'm like, well, I'm like, you know what? He remembers, you know, but yeah, my, my son actually made him, it looked like he broke character for a second because they caught him off guard. Like, what? <laughs> you know, um, so. Gideon is, he's great. I'm such a mark for Gideon. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, and the fact that he said, because if you uh, can give you a little taste of my history here, I was a manager for a very, very long time. I remember when um, I first saw you, you were, you were so Yeah, I, w- I was a manager. And and when he told me that he kind of drew some of the stuff that I did and he looked up at some of the stuff that I did as a manager. And I'm like, dude, no F in the way, because you're way better than me. <laughs> like, you're way better than me as a manager. That was a little had a little special place in my heart. I'm like, dude, this 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 dude is legit, man. He he's like I said, I know this is a Black History podcast right now, but just another guy. You got to give him this just dude. He is mm-hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal in what he does. Yeah. 
Uh, so, well, if we had to get back to the subject real quick because we will, yeah. um, well, no, no, we do that, but we'll get off subject. We'll be uh, off, off for a while. <laughs> we go down yeah. rabbit holes. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I guess my question, what was your reaction when the video of Hogan using racial slurs surfaced? Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. That, oh boy, uh, that that rocked little me to the core, man. That that hurt, man. That's one of those classic examples of don't never ever ever meet your hero. It that that just crushed me. Just it's just such an ugly and hateful word, and it's just. This is what I hate most about the word is that a lot of people may not be racist to the core, right? But it seems like when they get angry, that word immediately is the first word that triggers out of their mouth when dealing with a yep. person of color. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yep. and it's just, it, and it hurts because it's like, yes, it's just the word, but the word with the tone, because the words, the, the, the hard R, the hard mm -hmm. R is the, the 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 technical the technical definition of it is somebody who is ignorant, someone yeah. who does not basically someone who's I guess I don't want to use words like stupid or anything like that, but just an, an ignorant person. Mm -hmm. And the fact that yes, it's the word, but it's just what that word represented for so long, and it's just that that when it just rolls off the tongue, it just it's different. You know, and it's just like, and it's with someone who you kind of have that emotional connection with, I guess, because, you know, these are people you grew up with watching on TV. They're your heroes. I was saying my prayers and eating my vitamins. You know, I, we're all flexing and, you know, doing the whole I am American thing. Right. And whether, whether he wanted to be a role model or not, he was for millions he of was. kids. Uh, he was. You know, and, then for him to go off on that rant and it's like ugh, it's like it makes you think all the way back it's like so this is the person he was the entire time so mm -hmm. i and then it makes you feel yeah. bad for cheering him it's it like a year i was a mark you know like i was i wasn't when he was doing the the red and yellow my brother was a huge hogan fan mm -hmm. yeah but when he when he turned heel and went to the nwo loved heel hogan but now mm -hmm. looking back on it it's like because everybody said that heel hogan was basically hulk hogan live on camera and so yep. hearing those racial slurs and stuff it's like now it's like it's hard to look at that without going uh that's oh yeah it's, it's like it, that's the emotion it's like oh like i said i will never ever and this is just me personally man i will never ever i ever since then man i was never ever cheered for hogan for anything mm -hmm. hogan is done hogan's done for me and then you know i'm i'm gonna be completely honest with you when that when the curtain was peeled back and hogan was exposed i started looking at hogan's work as a technical wrestler and i'm like man he's the shit and you know my cousins always tell me dude macho man's way better you're crazy like, dude you're crazy macho man couldn't hold a candle to hogan are you crazy but now i'm like dude macho man was 10 times better 
Oh yeah. Yeah, we we <laughs> said that. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh well <laughs> except for Hogan in Japan. In Japan, all of a sudden he was breaking out a lot more moves. Well, but... because the thing is the Japanese audience <laughs> weren't going to they weren't going to lose their mind over all the pomp and circumstance. Right. The Japanese yeah. audience is like, okay, we got the flashy entrance and all that, but that bell is rung. I'm gonna need you to wrestle. Yeah, what you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. What, you gonna, what are you gonna do? And they put him they in the was, ring with people that yeah. were gonna. You're either gonna wrestle, or we're gonna make you wrestle. So he yeah, had to yeah, step it I'm, up. I mean, you put him with someone mm -hmm. there like a Nokia. If a Nokia starts stretching him, yeah, you know, forget mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and if you look at it, Hogan went after his Japan trials. He came back a way better performer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yep. Iron. Iron sharpens iron. So he. So at least maybe the money or somebody real or Hogan himself realized that, man, if I'm ever, I'm going to get exposed here pretty sooner or later, I might as well learn how to work. Yep. You know? I, yeah. And I think it was more, I think he came back to the States. I, I've always thought because it was easier to do his gimmick in the States mm -hmm. because I mean, look at all his classic matches. It's like the opponent does the work. Mm -hmm. Hogan just, you know, somewhat sells through the match. Gets his, gets Hulk, his spots. Hulk mm -hmm. gets his spots in. Hulk's up, you know, three punches and a leg drop, and that's the match. He didn't have to work as hard, nearly as hard, as he did in Japan. No, no, and... And, ma and, and that, made way more money. Yeah. And that shows you where gimmick can get, can get away with a lot of your <laughs> imperfections in the ring. Yes. Yep. Because it was the spirit of Hulk Hogan, especially yep. around them times. It was all America. I'm not sure. Um, like I'm kind of young, but I'm not sure what was going on, you know, like country-wise, political-wise. I know we don't talk about politics on here, but still, that kind of played a part in the whole USA chant and everything mm -hmm. like that. You were yep. proud to be an American. So that, so Hulk Hogan hawking up was us hawking up. Yeah. You know? And that's uh, another thing too. Yeah, when he's when the tape came out with all the racial slurs, and it's like, you know, this guy has told us that it's that we should be proud to be an American and all this, and it's like, except if you're a person of color, is the way is the way I took it. It's like Bingo. you should be proud to be an American, and you know, rah rah rah, unless you're a person of color, and then I don't like you. Mm -hmm. And I think the part about that that shocked me was you look at the first WrestleMania, he was teamed with Mr. T. Mr. T, yeah. You know, you look when he went to like WCW, you know, he was there with Rodman, he was there with Shaq yep. and everything else. And then when that tape came out, and then because we're family friendly, I don't even want to talk about what the, the actual tape was, mm -hmm. you, you know, and then in fact that had he not sued, you know, because I wasn't Mims that brought that up. He said if he had not brought that lawsuit. Yeah, if he, had, if he hadn't sued, out. yeah, then, yeah, that would, <laughs> never would have came out. But, yeah. And after that, it's like, and then you find out all sorts of other stuff he was doing. It's like, yeah, he had Jimmy Hart was carrying his drugs for him. Yeah. And along with Brutus Beefcake. Mm -hmm. And then you find out all this yeah. other stuff. And it's like, yeah, Hulk Hogan was, you know, <laughs> like, dude, you're fake. I mean, he. Yeah, it's like the mask just fell off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then I, I, we watch this reality show every once in a while. I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I couldn't stand it. That was the Hogan knows best or whatever it was. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and, somebody was just wanting to, he just not, not know how to get, just get rid of the spotlight. 
Yeah. And um, to kind of piggyback off of what you said, um, so like you said, Mr. T, you know, he was he did things with um, well, I know him as Bebo. Like, Mama yeah, called him yeah. Clay. I'm yeah. Mama called him Clay. Him, yeah. I'm gonna call him Clay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he even be, did, he yeah. will always, he will always be, be Debo. Be Debo. Yeah. <laughs> always be Debo. Tiny Zeus Lester. Will I yep. was like, who? Zeus? Who? No. Oh, you mean Debo? You mean Debo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it comes off as like, it, like when you work with all these different African Americans, it comes off of as a, hey, I'm not racist. I got black friends. I got so and so. Yes, that's I, where it comes out. That's yeah, how it came I worked. Off at. I worked with this guy, and I worked with this guy, and it's how like, can I be racist? Yeah, it's like, but the audio proof says that you're racist. So yeah, because in your natural state, I mean, like, look what happened yep. to John Gruden. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <Yep. laughs> I mean, he got dragged. As I said, social media. This is the the good and bad thing of social media. There's good mm. and bad in social media. It's one of the good things of social media. Because Hogan got dragged mm-hmm. by the because it went viral and everyone saw it. Mm. Well, it, even when he gave his apology to the locker room, Not it was well. The thing is, he wasn't. He didn't apologize for what he said. He mm-hmm. apologized for the fact that he got caught saying he got caught. Mm-hmm. And like, especially like the guys from the New Day were like, Mm-mm, no. That's not an apology. You're not you're not sorry at all for what you said. You're just sorry you got caught and it got out to the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know Titus O'Neill's stands on this because I don't know Titus O'Neill. Of course, I don't know him personally or nothing like that. But that must have been extremely difficult for him to be hosting with him. One of those yeah, WrestleMania's. It, it would have for me. Like yeah. It'd have been tough. It'd have been tough. Yeah, it'd been hard. I mean, I I would have been professional. I think I would have been yeah. professional and went ahead with it, but yeah. inside I'd have been like, Mm-mm, "I don't want nothing to do with this dude." Yeah, right. But when it comes, you got to secure the bag first. That's that's, exactly. that's number one. Yep. Secure the bag. So I'm yep. never, I'm never gonna let my personal feelings never interfere with me securing the bag. Yep. Never that. And I yep. think that's yep. the, I think that's the same, same mentality Titus took with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, hey, Joel, you got a question? Um. Did you ever have you seen the match where Ron Simmons won the WCW World Title? I've seen clips, but I haven't necessarily okay. seen the whole match though. Yeah, him and like, Vader. Yeah, like that match was it was it was a really good match, and you know they always go back to that as you know a defining moment, which it was, and Ron Simmons did his best to you know push that and be you know he had rallies and had you know black kids in the in the audience and everything trying to push you can be whatever you want to be you just have to put Mm -hmm. that work in Mm -hmm. do you feel like that they still give that sentiment when they do have a black champion or is it more um, for me it's more of this is what y'all have been wanting so we're going to give it to you for just a little while and mm-hmm. then we're going to go back to the status quo. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that they, I don't feel like that they push that and tell, you know, black kids that look, look at this representation and this is what you can, you know, you can be anything mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. if you put the time and the work in. Um, see, a lot of, and a lot of that too, I look at the timing of everything. 
is it genuine? Yeah. Is this yeah. a genuine win or is something going on in the world that you're kind of piggybacking off of what's hot right now? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of, um, like I said, I can name off world champions that get it, that does didn't necessarily deserve it, you mm -hmm. know? And it feels like, you know, sometimes as a black performer, you got to work doubly hard, you know? Yeah. Look at Kofi's been there 17 years. Sorry, I keep using them, but those are the two of those are some of the biggest examples mm -hmm. I have right now because yeah. we have such a small sample size. Yes. yes. You know, um, I can even throw our truth in there back in the NWA days. Mm -hmm. You know, he had to work double as hard that, that he probably didn't necessarily have to work, but work as hard as his white counterpart. Right. You know, who kind of came in already on third third gener generation mm -hmm. superstars or whatever, you know, and, um, or, you know, they were given the opportunities that necessarily that, uh, that, uh, that those African-Americans have not had gotten mm -hmm. back in those days. So um, the Ron Simmons, <laughs> I, I was, I was young. So I really don't, rem I really don't know the landscape of what was going on at that time. So I want to, I can definitely speak for something that's more, recent and things like that all right so um the bianca belair title yes the, the girl worked definitely hard she worked hard she definitely deserved it but at the same time though look at the landscape of what was going on everyone was kind of leaning more towards black mm -hmm. it was kind of what was hot at that point so it's like so i don't look at that as more of a genuine one because it looks like they were just kind of piggybacking on what the landscape was and what was hot right now, you know, because we had a lot of things going on. We had a lot of the speak out stuff going on. A lot of, um, a lot of like, you know, a lot of African-American voices were coming out, speaking up and things like that. And WWE just kind of was like, hey, look, we, we're kind of with you guys too. So here it is, you know. Um, like I said, I could be completely off base, but that's just my opinion on that necessarily title run that she had, you know, and because the big hot thing was black women, mm -hmm. black women at the forefront, getting their just due and made the WWE kind of fell right into it because they wanted okay. to be the first to do the all black, the all black woman. Main event, WrestleMania, yeah. main WrestleMania main event. Yeah. And I that's just my opinion. I could be completely off base. And I don't know what's going on back back in their back in their back office, but that's just how it was portrayed to me. And I, I could definitely see that because WWE has always been about, especially ever since they went public, they are always been about that agenda of having this great public face. Mm -hmm. And I mean you make some very good points because you look at you look at the main the two the two night WrestleMania this year. It's Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair in the main event of night one, and then Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns of night two. So it's like I can see that it's like what for me it doesn't take away from the match because they put on an amazing match, probably match of the year in my opinion, but I could definitely see WWE trying to piggyback and get some good publicity for themselves, especially since they are 
known to have suspect undertones to a lot of their mm-hmm. black wrestlers with their characters. And to be on, and to be completely honest with you, Roman Reigns is Samoan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Usos yep. are Samoan. Yep, they just adopt black culture. Yes. The only one that can say that they're half black would be The Rock. The Rock, yeah. Yeah, the rest of the family is, you know, rest of the family is Samoan. It's all Samoan. Yep. Now, now I forget what comedian that said it, or, or, or I think it says this. You can probably look it up. But the, uh, I, I want to say it was probably Paul Mooney, I want to say. Uh, but he was basically like, Samoan just means that they're, they're just, and yeah, from another, I remember from that. Somewhere else, oh, from yes. somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. That was Paul Mooney. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So uh, they just from from somewhere else. That's, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what he said. Yeah. So uh, and because but say but it's that but yes they're definitely minorities and mm-hmm. I would definitely definitely give them that but um but if you look at WrestleMania this year it's very scarce with people that look like me and Dwayne. Yeah, there's. I mean, really, unless unless the street profits get a tag title shot, uh, it's Bianca Belair. I, I mean, they'll probably throw mm-hmm. Naomi and they'll probably throw Naomi in the battle royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, actually, they've been talking about Naomi and Sasha have being a tag team. Oh uh, yeah, going after the yeah. tag titles. So right. if they do that, but still, it would be Sasha and Naomi, possibly the street profits. Bianca Belair, that's five mm-hmm. from from a two night, you know, a two night and show. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna sprinkle Bobby Lashley in there somewhere. No, he's uh, hurt. Bob, um, Bobby's he's hurt. out. Yeah, he's gonna be. Oh, out. he's hurt. Yeah, that's yep. that's yeah. Shows you how much I watch. That's what they. That's why they took him out of the. Uh, that's why. Ah. That's why Brock's got the title because they took yeah. Bobby. He's got to have shoulder surgery, so they said he's gonna be yeah. out at least four months. Four months, so yeah. Gonna, He's going to miss WrestleMania, so we don't have Bobby Lashley there. And makes then, sense then, so yeah, makes sense. It makes makes sense then why they wrote him off. Then it shows you how much I watch now. That I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got other things to do, man. Like you know, See, when I get a when I get a brief moment from my eight year old, man, I am uh, locked in to PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, in the background, you need to have the Armchair Booking podcast playing, like through your speaker. That way. You know, See, yeah, that way we'll keep you up to date. On yeah, everything. we do. I mean, we <laughs> we'll keep you up with the news. <laughs> yeah, and also we could we could we can kind of talk off camera if you guys ever want a wrestler's perspective on those shows. Invite me. Oh, okay, absolutely. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Yep. Uh, so, I think I got uh, this was my last question. Um, we said on multiple occasions talking about me and Dwaylen on the show that we are not fans of qualifiers meaning like pretty good for insert demographic here. Like, oh, he's pretty good for a black guy. Oh, she's pretty good for a woman, things like that. Um, have you heard anything like this said about you and how do you react? Um, I would say one thing, and you actually said this to me once as well, though, and I always tell people too, I'm pretty good for a fat guy. <laughs> well, I can say because I'm, I'm a fat guy myself. So. Uh, like you said, man, that boy can move. He got he's for a big guy. He can definitely move. Like you said, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good for a guy that carries on a little extra weight than I should say. You know, yes, I'm I'm trying my best, best believe, as I sip on wine and smoke cigars. Yeah. Um, 
But hey, they said the great Babe Ruth did that. So he yep. hit, he hit about a he hit about a gazillion home runs. But <laughs> <laughs> but um but no um I've never like I said I've just been so blessed and I have a good gauge on I'm a good people reader, you know. Mm-hmm. Do I get some things wrong? Absolutely. But I like to observe and also I talk to people and their and their perspectives of it as well. Um, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put any names out here because I don't want to, you know, burn anyone or, you know, social media and everything like that. There is one promoter that a lot of my African-American counterparts refuse to work with. And he runs a promotion that's a little bit up north. I'm like I said, I'm I'm just going to put up north because there's a big up north. So no one can say, hey, you're talking about this person. But anyone who's in the locker room, anyone who knows, they probably much can pretty much figure out who I'm talking about. Now, I do a lot of business with this person as well. You know, it means that I work their shows every now and then as well. And um, a lot of my Black counterparts, they don't feel comfortable working with this person because of what they say or they just don't understand the person. So with me, I work with the person because I can, I'm able to look at different types of racism. His racism is he tries to be funny because he tries to ease you up in the situation as, a, as an African-American. So he would say like a racist joke that he may find funny that necessarily someone who does not know him will be like, dude, what the F was that? Yeah, yeah. Mm we even had a little I was when I first got there he kind of did the same thing to me and I pretty much checked him in the moment right I checked him right there and since then I've had not one problem because now I understand what he was doing he thought it was funny he thought it would kind of ease me up in the situation kind of be like hey we're all cool we're all cool here you got nothing to worry about blah 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 right um but someone who, someone who doesn't know him, someone who's there their first time working up there, they can kind of, they can kind of punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they might kind of punch him in the face. (laughs) Yeah, because there's like me and my wife have had these discussions, and she makes a very good point that people have to realize too that there are two types of racism. There is the disgusting, hateful racism where you absolutely mean every single thing that comes out of your mouth. Then there is the, I don't want to say ignorant, but like the, the misinformed or uninformed racism to where Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I've always heard it this way and it's always been, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always been funny or, you know, that's what, you know, my dad or my granddad or whatever always Mm -hmm. said. And I just thought it was okay. It's the, Mm -hmm. it's the, not having the correct information or not mm-hmm. having those conversations, like you said at the top of the show, not having those uncomfortable conversations, not having mm-hmm. that regular interaction with black people. I was at a grocery store one time with my wife and I was the only person, the only black person in the store and we were at a Walmart and this little boy looks at me and he does, he just looks at me like his eyes got all big and everything. And I told my wife, I said, he just saw a unicorn. 
He just saw his first black person. I said, every, I said every child should, it should be obligated for every white child to have some type of interaction with a black person when they're young so that they're not shocked when they get older and don't know how to act. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I actually had something incredibly embarrassing happen to me um, years back. Um, and I, I, this is just, this is kind of where I kind of get mad at 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 at, at our people, Dwayne, and the absent father. That's just yes, hurts that, me to a core. Yeah, because we get this because then all black all black men get the same stigma. Yes, but I'm in, I'm in the grocery store. It's a little mixed kid, and he literally, you know, obviously he's four, so he got a little confused. Mm -hmm. He literally, I'm in the I'm in the line at the grocery store. He literally looks at me and says. Mommy, is that daddy? And I'm like, no, kid, I'm not your daddy. Like, it's, it's before like, no, my no. kid. It's before <laughs> my kid. So I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. I have, I have no dependence as of right now. You know, and and the mother, she was she was Caucasian. She was just so embarrassed. And 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 basically I just empathized with her and she was like, I'm I'm sorry, he you know, he, he only knows his father through pictures, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, and I look at it and I go, Hey, that's that's not his fault. Nope. That is not his fault. Mm -mm. And that and then, you know, with her experience, that's kind of how people of opposite races look at black men. They look at us as the absentee fathers. They look yep. at us as like you said, when they when they tell the white girl that, oh, he's just going to use you for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, he just he's just going to use you for your money, or he's just going to use you for your, or he's going to see what he can get out of you, and then that's it. He's mm -hmm. gone. Have a yep. bunch of babies by you and use you up, and then he's gone. Yep. And that's and quite as it kept, there's more there's more um, Caucasians that do that than African Americans. Mm -hmm. We're just just because of the the stigma we just kind of it it just gets more thrust to the forefront when it comes to african-americans yep yep and then it's like and it's also when people when people do see a black father involved with their children they're like you know they want to give you a pat on the back and it's like i'm doing mm -hmm. this because i love my children and i'm mm -hmm. their father not I'm not doing it to get praise from the public. I'm doing it because that's my job to do. Yep. You, you, and you hear, oh, you're one of the good ones. Yes. Yes. Um, I've, heard, I've heard that so many times. And it's like, you know, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for them. Because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human being and I'm a grown up and I'm a person. Yes. Who loves, who loves, who loves my, my offspring. Mm hmm. Yep. And knowing Dwaylon as long as I have, I know um, Dwaylon is one of the best fathers you could ever meet, period. And I can say well, I that. I can tell. I mean, oh, I yeah. I can tell. He yeah. started to get a run in twice on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he, and, he showed, and he showed that softer side. You know, he had her on the lap. You know, like, if he didn't care, he'd be like, hey, I'm busy. Hit, yeah. hit the bricks, kid. Get out <laughs> like, of here. Get out. Yeah, dad, dad's busy right now. Right, you know. But no, uh, he's caring father. I'll yeah. tell everybody, being being a father is the best thing that I've ever done. It is Amen. the best thing I will. It's the best thing I will Amen. ever do. 
Oh, absolutely. I tell my, I tell my kids every day, you are my greatest creation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yeah, uh, Sinclair, you've actually met my son. I don't think you've met my daughter, but I know you've met my son. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes, I mean, he, uh, you know, he makes me mad if I just want to punt him through a window, but I would never do it, obviously, you know. Well, but... it, wouldn't be, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be your kid if they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like yesterday, I don't know if you saw a post on Facebook. I mean, we had what, what he started referring to when he was about three years old as a man day, when it was just me and him mm-hmm. going out and doing, you know, whatever. So, I mean, we started like one of his favorite places to eat, Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he loves Waffle House. So went to Waffle House. Then we went to House of Plastic. And then we went to mm-hmm. uh, the coolest toys on earth. You know, I don't know if you've seen that mm-hmm. story. You know, there's two locations. Um, um, well, the cool that's in Marymount, right? Yeah, one's in Marymount. The other one is in Milford. Um, and they're both ah, on, okay. on, they're both on us 50 though. That's the funny thing. Yeah. Um, but, and then, you know, we went to like the Florence mall, uh, never been there before. And then we went to the NWF show, but to me, I mean, that was a great day because I mean, we were able to spend a lot of quality time together. And we were both tired by the time I got home, you know, <laughs> but that's what we said, you know, we call it mandate and your, and your wallet was drained. Uh, hey, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you can kind of tell income tax and work bonus all just kicked in. <laughs> recently. So you, yeah. you probably needed it. You needed it. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, some kids, some kids, they think cheap. Yeah. No, no, they're not. No, and, they're not. Oh, wait, wait till they get to college. Oh, and, and my daughter's eight and she has no concept of money. But when I asked her to go pick out a toy, she always picks out the most expensive one. And I'm like, for someone who holds, who knows no concept of money, yes. you sure know which one to grab. I take, <laughs> yeah, I take Abby to Walmart and she's like, oh, I like that. And I'm like, okay, there'll be three dolls. Which one can? Which one do you want? Oh, can I get all three of them? No, baby, you get one. <laughs> and then she wants to get mad and go find her mama. I'm like, or you could get nothing. I mean, that's uh, yeah. the option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Oh, when I pull that card, decisions get made really quick. Because <laughs> she, she know, hey, time's running out. Dad's yeah. not playing. If I yeah. want this, I need to shape up. <laughs> yeah, it's like dad's headed headed to the register. I better grab one of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dwayne, you have any more questions? No, I don't have any more. Um, I'm so glad you were able to come on the show tonight and love the conversation. Mm-hmm. Appreciate your input as always. Yep. Um, because we've always said, you know, Sinclair, yeah, you're one of our favorite guests just because it's never a dull moment. (laughs) You know, even with a serious subject, we're still able to, you know, smile, if that makes any sense. Yes. Yes. And shout out to you. Shout out to you, Steve. I know this was a very, you know, you're kind of like the eyeball out in this one, you know, and and, (laughs) I mean, let's let's be real, you know, (laughs) where, you know, you really couldn't, um, empathize with some of the with some of the conversations that me and Dwayne was having but the fact that you're here at the table and you're facilitating mm-hmm. it shows the type of man that you are yeah and that's I why that's why i will always be honored to be a guest on you yeah. guys' show always oh thank you i've known steve for over 30 years and he's absolutely one the one of the best people i've ever known he's yeah. one of the best mm-hmm. guys i've ever known oh yeah, yeah. i mean and you know, I don't, Dwayne and I, we've never had like a moment where we were just like fighting mad at each other. You know, we mm-hmm. may be irritated at each other for whatever, but it's never anything serious because we can always, oh, it, went, stuff. It, it wouldn't be a friendship if, if you didn't irritate me just a little bit. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I got a, a, a true friend will be able to tell me to tell me the truth and tell me my shit 
sorry. My beep stinks. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and my mom loves to wait on the death too, because one of the times when I was there, um, cause I, I don't, I, I don't get a chance to go to Hopkinsville, you know, Kentucky very often. That's where mom lives. Um, and that's where Joel and I met. But mm-hmm. when I was, one of the last times I was down there, I mentioned, you know, Joel, I said, oh yeah, you know, we're talking about doing a podcast. And I had to explain what a podcast was. And she's like, oh, Joel. She's like, oh, she's like, I always liked Joel. He's like one of the most polite people that every time, you know, <laughs> one of your friends call, you know, he was always the politest. Because some people, you know, they call Steve there. That's it. But Joel is like, hello. Uh, hello, ma'am. Is, is Steve there? And you know, you know why? Black mamas don't play. You no, they do not. Yeah, Dwayne, exactly. If you, if you <laughs> yeah. do not call, if you, Dwayne, you probably still, if, if, I'm not sure if your mother's still alive, but she's oh, she is. Her, so. she is. Okay. You still wary of that backhand. Yes. You still wary yes. of it. You like, no I'm almost 49 how, years old, and it's like yeah. still like, oh, I tell my wife, I said, I'm afraid of God and my mother, <laughs> and, not necessar- <laughs> and not necessarily in that order. Uh, I'm 36 ter- years old, and my mother will all, as soon as she, who you talking to, boy? And I'm like, Hey, yeah. no, nobody. Uh, yeah. you, know, I, you know, I always respect you. You know, I ain't gonna want no beef, you know, because I know that backhand's coming. So, and my mother, or they, always... can, or, or they can cut you down, de- or they can just cut you to the core and never raise mm-hmm. their voice. And it's Ooh. like, is Terrence still afraid like, of her? Mama, yes, Terrence gets smacked upside the head all the time because he says Ooh. something and mama's just like, pop. Oh. And, and, I, sing, and, yeah, I, and I don't laugh Terrence? because that gets you in trouble too. Oh yeah. Oh, I could. I don't laugh when you know. How have I been around Joel's mom? I'm just like, mm-hmm. It was always yes, what? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, what? <laughs> yes, sir. When you when whoever you talking to, like I said, when when like, like your mom said, Steve, when Dwayne calls you so polite, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, because. Even though she ain't right there, that backhand is still in that back. It's still, it's in the still, back. It's still it. yeah, it's, it's still, still right hovering. there. And you, you just feel, feel like that it. presence right there, and it's like, <laughs> I better act like right. The, or it's uh, like <laughs> it's like the sore. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard it. It's called the Sorma of Democles. Yeah, like I've heard of that. I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, or like, and that's what it is. It's like as soon as he, as soon as he, as soon as he call your mom, and he ain't got that respectful tone, mm-hmm. wow, it's right there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> Uh, yes, again, like Joel, I'm gonna piggyback on said, Yeah, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, you know, even if it was a week after what we thought, you know, it's still a good show, and that's the part that matters. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, this has been great, and you know, we'll have to definitely when you know you're always welcome to come on the show, you know, because this mm-hmm. this is that your third time. You're our you know, you've been on here more times than anybody else. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, because I did the I did the dweeb interview. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was a forgettable one. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, uh, so do you have any last words for anybody, or just you know, on the subject of what we're talking about? Um, no matter, pretty much, no matter who, you, no matter what race you are, no matter no matter how you look like, what you look like. At the end of the day, we are all the human race, and you cut us open, and we all bleed the same exact color. Mm-hmm. That's we are one race, and that is the human race. And and as people, I think we we kind of forget that because we get wrapped up in our upbringings, or we get wrapped up in in the hatred in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So that's just 
just as in the in the words of the great Jackie Moon, everybody love everybody. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a welfare reference for you kids out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't have anything else, Waylon. You say you want no. everything? Yeah, Sinclair. Thank you once again for coming on, and until I we. Until we talk again, you know, God bless. God bless. God bless.